Hello and welcome to Foscast, the podcast for UK rock band Flower of Zeus. Hi, my name is Prit. I hope you're well. Um, it is Saturday afternoon as I'm recording this. It's sunny outside, but I'm indoors because uh, we're in the middle of a lockdown still here in the UK at the time of recording this. Uh, we're also in that lockdown at the time we recorded the podcast. Um, we had the full team in for this one. We had Roland, Greg, Dali and myself, even though Roland ducked out halfway through. I think it was a technical glitch or um, or he just um, decided he'd had enough. I haven't caught up with him actually, so he might have actually ducked out because he'd had enough. Uh, quite frankly, we've all had enough. Um, we're all sick of sitting indoors. Um, what do we chat about in this one? We kind of got into a bit of music. There was some talk of um, Fender Twins because um, we've got a few fans of Fender Twins in the band. And then we kind of meandered around a bit and ended up talking about... I ended up explaining a bit too much about my job, um, which might get me the sack if anyone from work actually hears it. So hopefully you're not listening. And if you are, I'm only joking. And I talked about my family and where my folks are from. Um, and that led to Dali telling us a little bit more about himself. He is a very mysterious man and very interesting the more we find out about him. Um, we enjoyed the chat. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Brexit, though. Don't worry about it. That'll oh, still be going on 2020. I need to see my family. I just leave me alone, man. I'm, I'm, I'm swimming it. I'm going to swim can it. We, can we yeah. not... Can we not figure out a way of legitimately getting over and coming coming with you to see your family? The channel. You can swim it with me, but you need this sort of cream that keeps you warm. And I, if I were you, I would start exercising Can't we now. get a boat to Africa or something? We to, can. Do you, see, do you see that guy who, who, okay. who broke broke lockdown to go to um, to, to oh, see his fiancé yes. in, in the Isle of Man? And he got it arrested amazing. and put in prison. Yeah. He, um, really? he took a jet ski. He took a jet ski across the <laughs> Irish <ski>. Sea. <laughs> what a legend. Why yeah, did... except he got nicked. So. Yeah. yeah, but why put him in prison? He deserves, I don't know, he deserves his own reality TV series, doesn't he? What, he what if he will... get one, you know? He deserves a blowy, I reckon, at minimum, for doing that. <laughs> Not even from his fiance. No. Well, he's in prison. Anything can happen in prison. <laughs> He's probably likely going to give one. That's true, yeah. He's probably, yeah, he's probably got to dish it out, to be fair. But he wow. loves her, that's for sure. He loves her very much. Yeah, I mean, it's mm. sweet. It's a sweet story. Yeah. I'm surprised he got caught, though. Why did he get caught? I, I think because people filmed him coming in and told, you know, posted basically, it. it just, yeah. He, By the time he, got, he posted it on his Instagram page, yeah. it, was, it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> he was caught out, so. Oh, God. I wonder what his plan was, where he was going to put the jet ski when he got over there. But the thing is, when you need the police, they are never around. So th this is why, because they are <laughs> checking the sea if maybe someone on a jet ski is crossing the channel to Isle of Man. Because uh, well, you need the Isle of, of Man, though. The Isle of Man has famously never had a, like, a case of COVID or something. Is that right? Have I just lied? I'm, I'm sure I there was... no idea. I'm sure there's something very similar. I think that's where ground, COVID Ground Zero was back in 1803 or something. It's probably where it Not came those. from. No offence I, I think to that, the that is sweet. That is sweet, though. You know, fair play to him. Yeah. We've all done desperate yeah, things for love. We've all done desperate things when we're horny. Yeah. <laughs> he's not exempt. No, he's not. He's not. Um... I suppose it's a good time to hear everyone's uh, desperate stories about when they were horny. <laughs> Greg? <laughs> From which decade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Let's not go into that right now. We've got to finish at 10, though, right? <laughs> exactly. We haven't got time. <laughs> I'm that's not a joking, separate, guys. I'm that's not even a separate, joking. What about finishing at ten? No, dude, I'm happy. I'm happy calling it a nine. A nine. 
So, Nine, uh, which is like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm off. Yeah. I like the uh, colour of your room, by the way, Roland. It's a nice it's, green, yeah. though, mate. It's it like is an olive nice green. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's quite relaxing in here. Hmm. What, what room of your house is that? That's this is my studio. Oh right. It is it is the studio. Oh. I'm going to uh I should I should kind of move I'll move this about so you can see what's going on. Because I'm recording on the other thing. I've got There's a, a telecast ahead. You have, you have oh. some things. You have Books. some uh, you have Look. some amp amp stuff over here. Ah. You have you have another big green cabinet sitting in the corner there. Oh, now nice. eventually we'll, we'll eventually have these speakers in it, which are down here. Uh, but I have to kind of redo this whole kind of speaker thing. Ah, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. This, this, it's pretty kind of like there's lots of crap in the corner over here. There's a guitar. Uh, there's lots of paper because I do stuff like that. So there you go. Yeah. It's very nice. nice. This, the studio. It's definitely the a studio. This, 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 this is the other side of the studio. Would that have been the box room of old? Uh, oh, I like this. It's like we're it's like we're getting this a backstage is, tour. This is the, really through the keyhole. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. This is lots of lots of shit of various descriptions in various places. Yeah. So, I nearly, yeah, I nearly done some, I nearly done some shopping this week. I was gonna, I nearly bought a Fender Twin, and then I kind of mentioned it to Greg on a text, and then he, he, he was like, "Are you sure?" And then he made me lose my confidence, so I didn't buy I, it. If I say that, you've got to be thinking that's not a good idea. I just don't well, think it's a good idea right now. I know. I hear what you're saying. I, well, the only reason one? I entertained it, when and this will not make the podcast, is because like a that i wasn't expecting and it would have covered it mm -hmm. and i was wow. like okay it's come from music that can go into music yeah yeah yeah. and i want to get my twin oh, which, think, which twin Brit? i just want to get a it's just a 65 twin the, the, uh, the but new not actual not new one but not yet. yeah but, a new yeah, one. okay just yeah I'm, I I do like old vintage things and things like that, but like I need function before anything. Course, so yeah. I, I'm happy just getting a getting a new one. And there's there's enough of a uh, people are accounting for them and saying they're very good, and that's that's good. And I used my because I, I used to have a Fender Twin, and that was my guitar. Like yeah, when me, I had my me, best me guitars, too, me too. That was my that was my guitar amp. But my one was particularly sweet. I don't know what was going on with it. I think something was fucked in the electronics on it, but th that thing was singing. And, yeah, it was. I would love to find the fuck out where that is, man. I would love to know. It. Yeah, so I know. There's someone, there's someone out there with a beautiful, beautiful amplifier, and and I don't know where it went missing. I, I got a feeling it was stolen out of my studio because it's was either like a that shared... or the or that gig we played. We didn't leave it at the gig. No, we wouldn't have done, would we? It was, mm. but it was, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. There was, yeah. that's, obviously I love my guitar and I, 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 God forbid anything ever happened to that, but my twin was a similar, yeah. um, you know, a similar material possession that I gave a fuck about. So that was heartbreaking. Do you know what I did once? We played the, the Barfly in Camden and, um, played there several times and then I had my 1970 1979 twin reverb which was which just worked and worked and worked like like you know it was it was a work horse and actually I bought it of my teacher back in Slovakia and he rented it used to rent it out for this jazz festival called the the Bratislava jazz days so massive players who came from America played through my twin before I bought it. Cool. Uh, Charlie Hunter, uh, for example, this guy, half bass, half guitar instrument thing, like virtuoso. And then I left it in Barfly overnight mm. by the by the front door. And oh, next ne oh and, and the next day, 1979, um, Twin Reaver. And then uh I fucking hate then I'm walking down the street uh next day, and this door is like wide open. 
for anyone, anyone in Camden to walk in the back, like the backstage door as well, not the front door, the backstage door. No, you know, no bouncers, nothing. Totally open, wide open doors. And my twin reverb just stands there in the middle of oh. this empty space, like ah, just grabbed it and took Jesus. it back home on the bus. But I was just really lucky. I was really lucky. You were very lucky. Then it wasn't even was there. Yeah, in Camden. Mm. Yeah, I thought he was going to tell a story, Prit, of when he went to Acton and he walked into this studio <laughs> and he saw a, and he saw a, a twin. <laughs> pulled out a beautiful twin. And it was the <laughs> same one. Did it say Prit in the back? In, in, yeah, it did. Know, oh, I yeah. Did. I've got, it's been, it's got a secret, secret I erased that. I erased that name and I thought, you know, it might serve me well. Yeah, I actually <laughs> signed it Zappa. So it was a double bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was oh, amazing. My, my one was quite special. It was it was um, different to the normal twins because it was 135 watt one called uh, ultra linear or something, which is uh, very clean, very mm -hmm. clean sounding, but the valve warm sounding, mm -hmm. totally clean. So you, it's not one of those that you can drive um, easily unless you totally break the windows i had it i had it in a studio in, in wood green next to um a jcm uh, 800 marshall and i cranked both up the jcm 800 and this twin of mine and then twin was like the twin was like twice louder than the marshall this is yeah, it yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it this is why it worked for me like because i i bought that twin years and years ago just a recommendation before I knew anything about anything from the guy in a guitar shop. And it was, that was, so that was my amp. And then I, I'm really happy because all of this time playing crunch and fuzz and things like that. I'm really happy that I, I, I had an amp at that point that was, that became an obstacle to me buying. I was always just having to buy pedals. Cause I was like, I'm not investing in another amp yeah. to get, get a crunch yeah. sound. But it was the best thing that could have happened because I found it so versatile being like the clean uh, endpoint of my signal chain. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like whatever I could do with pedals, as long as I got really good quality pedals, as long as I was putting it through my twin, there's so much vari variables that can be got out of a twin. Um, yes. By its ability to sing at that loud, uh, I don't know, there's something about it when when you're passing that much juice through a twin, that it just starts to, it's, it's a very uh, powerful thing. I you totally sound like some of the porn totally I've agree. been watching. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, totally I was a porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> passing that so much juice through a twin. But this is, but this is, this is why, this is why I was going to buy one, like again, like I was Mate, just going to put the money down was, on it. That was the most surprising thing I think people probably found about your tone. Because they always used to go, oh, you're paying for a twin. And you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, what pedals you got then? What what are the pedals that you're running through? And it was almost like, oh, why has this guy got a twin when he's he should have a Marshall stack or whatever? Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It was always but I mean, that, it, um, if anything, like that, that's always bothered me. I, I haven't found a tone on a, a crunch tone on an amp that I'm happy with that I can settle on and feels good. Like, so it's always been, it's really nice. Like I saw the, I, I was watching the um, ACDC kind of rig rundown with, with the ACDC roadie and I've he was just, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's yeah, like yeah, a 40 yeah. minutes of conversation really about good. Yeah. all the configuration and everything is basically a Marshall head. There's By like the way, the, their latest matrix. album, it's actually really good. I haven't spent any time with it yet. It's really good. I've heard. Put it on, man. Put it on in the car. Yeah, yeah. I will check Sorry, it out. Sorry, you, but you were talking about the heads. No, because that's it. So uh, there's this, there's a matrix of Marshall heads and, and there's a matrix of like vintage ones and and they all they all do a thing that adds to, that gets, and it's all about Angus getting to his sweet spot. That's, that's all his guitar and, guitar tech understands is literally like he wants to be able to walk around on stage hear his sound feel the feel his sound and it all happens through this matrix of kind of martial heads and when 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 they got into the conversation about it like he 
because he obviously knows his what he wants more than anyone. He's just like he just doesn't want any interference. Like you know, that's why he's never doesn't want any pedals on the floor. He doesn't want anything. He just literally wants to put his SG on, turn the volume up, and then bang. Like he's 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 playing his he's playing his tone. And I I understand that, like you know, because obviously I use pedals and various things like that. But it's fucking fussy, and sometimes it's really boring. Like it's really boring having to yeah, conduct, it's quite boring. Conduct your sound uh, through a series of yeah. things. Like sometimes, like you just want to be able to flick a switch, and and you've got enough electricity. And the only thing you have to consider is volume. And that's that's a that's a nice thing I liked about where I got to with my twin and just a couple of pedals that were chained in together. Um, yeah, and I will I will get one. I will get one soon, but maybe maybe nearer the time we can play a gig because yeah, there is a, there is little point I suppose at the moment. Yeah, don't do it. But it's worth it's worth. Yeah, you need to get back into that that twin twin space but twin Pre, do, Pre, don't get me wrong i um i i was doing the, the same thing myself i nearly bought a couple of pedals a few days ago actually on ebay so i think it's to do it's it's this little addiction happening yeah. where there's not much <laughs> going on and you at least want to click on something and get it because you know it's good yeah so I, i'm you where's know, I'm, roland I'm, gone by the way where's roland it's just um he he, he had enough of this shit he doesn't like twins he got offended. He, oh, yeah. he got he got offended. Panmeister. Here he is. Here he is. What was what was the um, the other thing I was going to buy? Oh, I am actually buying this. So um, yeah, the the app that I do like the sound of just through kind of shootouts on YouTube and stuff is the Wizard amp. Yeah, and yeah. But I can't afford one because that's five grand, and but they've just bought our pedal, so they've 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 created a pedal. Oh. It's, called, it's, it's the Wizard Leopard, and so that sounds like my kind of pedal. It's probably five hundred, then, isn't it? What's that? Yeah, the, the pedal probably is five hundred if the amp. Is I think it's grand. quite reasonable. I think it's quite reasonable. I think it's about three hundred. So I think I will get that. Yes, and I I honestly had these like dreams that I'd won the lottery and that I could just buy you a five grand amp prick because I I after you told me about those amps I started looking at them and the thing I really love about them not only is the sound because I've watched a few YouTube clips but I love their website that it's so shit crap yeah they and just don't give a like, fuck they just don't give a fuck they know and what they're doing that must mean that it's, it's really amazing yeah, it must exactly. be those amps are fucking amazing do you know the other thing i like about those amps that when i you watch the youtube you shoot out shit just to kind of study it everyone who's playing one or playing through one has got a big smile on their face then that yeah. tells me it's that tells me it's a really satisfying thing to play through and and there's a there's a really nice footage of um scott ian from uh anthrax and he's just playing through one in their factory or wherever it is or in the showroom and it's just making him play all of his acdc riffs and so he's just literally you know the guitarist from anthrax is just literally doing a cycle of acdc riffs and he's just got a big smile on his face he's great he's a big fan of ac yeah of, of malcolm yeah. young actually yeah but um i but that's I, silly a, money isn't it that's so expensive it's it's i guess it's worth it but but five grand man i suppose this is the thing like it's 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 a tool you know like you know like you have to you have to view it in those terms and so you're either a really passionate person if you're not a professional musician and prepared to invest in having that kind of tool just so that you can invest but your energy actually in actually would that be the right thing for you though because you know if we go back to what you were saying about the twin and what you loved about the twin yeah. is the wizard going to give you that maybe not th- maybe the I wizard's think- got the tone out of the box but you yeah, stick the pedals on it you're devaluing th- it with every pedal that's the one thing that scares me about it is just that i will be stuck with a tone and that will be it 
and know, it's I'm not it's pissed. not it's not just a tone it's a c d and c tone it's more than just a tone <laughs> well that's technically three tones yes but it's it's a two, melody two c's it? one d and an a um no it's of course you can i'm sure you can make it sing in loads of ways but that's that is one thing that actually bothers me about any that's the one thing i don't like about orange amplifiers like i just can't stand the sound of them like I, I know that's very unpopular but i need to play this i never crossed my mind to play acdc for real go on slap it yes here he is with the slap that's, he's in that's with the acdc that was there was acdc that was. I preferred Shut it when up. you... It was ACDC. It was but... correct. I fucking, I graduated as a classical guitar player. This was ACDC. <laughs> you're talking about. I'm, I'm relieved hell. you said that because I was politely going, Is that doesn't sound like ACDC. This was AC... <laughs> I literally played the notes ACDNC. What are you talking it. about? I got it. I got it. I can, I can play you if I'm good. I can play you like ACDC sharp almost. Shut up. What are the yeah, bands? Are but there? I would have to practice next time. Next time. <laughs> can you play? Can you play any ABBA? No, <laughs> an album. ABBA. Oh man, this is going to be quite boring, isn't it? Not really. It's four A-B-B-A, notes. ABBA, mate. Come on. Two notes, mate. You're playing. You're playing ABBA. ABBA, ABBA, ABBA. <laughs> Don't play that. Yeah. Play, play ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> here he is. I just, here I, he just, is. I just messed up Abba. <laughs> <laughs> I think Abba no. did that, so don't worry about it. Yeah, that. they did do that. Yeah, <laughs> they got there first. No, Roland's uh, Roland likes loves Abba. He he's in love with Abba. Remember from last time, he loves them. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is Roland? He's, he he's didn't so... stop going on about it. If I'm honest, he's he's just out there. He's just out there listening to Abba right now, rather than being. He's, 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 he's watching it rather than listening to it. I think so. Maybe he thinks. I don't blame. Maybe him. we're all frozen on his screen. And he thinks he's still in a conversation. <laughs> Somewhere pro- in the ether, he's talking to to someone about some. Something. Maybe he's there still talking about the wild hearts. Maybe guys, you need to listen to them though. You can't take that. I will. I will. Ingest. I will. That they are really good. Really good. What's your fra- What fragrance are you putting on, Greg? Is that Fahrenheit? Well, this is it. Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> what is it? Is it, is it Calvin uh, Klein? Uh, no, it's something I got free from a, I don't know, it's called Creed. Have you heard Creep. Creed? Creep. <laughs> <laughs> the I just bottled fragrance. my piss. I bottled my piss. <laughs> just spray it all over do my bottle, face. Bottle do, you also, it. do you also date uh, um, Lisa Stansfield? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard she's Lisa. dirty. She's filthy. Well, I, I date Lisa, but not Stansfield. How do you how do you send a picture? What the hell? Can I just send a picture through this shit? Anything I just don't work? want to be on Teams, man. I don't want to be on Teams anymore. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind this because this, I've not been at work today. I've got two weeks off. Have you been at work today, Prit? Yeah, I'm at work yeah. every fucking day. What do you do, Prit? I, 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 you didn't. You never told me what you what you started doing. Do you know what happened? I made this really bad mistake in my twenties, and like I used to work in a mobile phone shop, and then it was a it was a dead end shop job. But then I got this. Um, I saw this advert in a local paper saying trainee telecoms engineers needed, and I went for the interview and i got on with the the guy who became my boss and he employed me as an apprentice and i learned telecoms and back then when i was a young man it used to be wires and stuff and then as i became a musician that used to be my fallback kind of i used to be able to contract because i had so many friends who were still in the kind of industry so i 
and every now and again I get a day job here and there and I survived like that for 12 years and up until the beginning of this year uh, where I needed to get a job and I kind of felt this day was coming for a while I've been I've, I've had no money for years but um, I just decided to reach out to one of the people I contract for and I said hey you guys need some someone to come on and then they offer me a full-time job but because I've because I've been doing it so long, I've been I'm perceived as a senior engineer, but I'm actually not. I I've got the kind of um, this is I going can, out by the way on the on the podcast. I can present myself as a. This is how I resign. I present myself as a senior engineer very well because I can I can I'm quite good at that, but I don't actually have the technical chops to deal with it. So the last kind of six weeks that I've been doing this job has been very, very stressful because I'm one, I'm having to come up with all the technical solutions my job requires me to, which I don't really know. But then two, I also have to just do that ahead of them finding out I don't know what I'm doing. So there's this double stress. There's the actual job itself. And then there's also the presentation that um, I can do my job. That's cool. Can you go? Sorry, can you go back to the start? What is it precisely again? Sorry, I somehow missed it. Telecoms. Yes, yes. But so, what exactly do you, exa- do you deal exactly. with now? It's re- it's really it's it's quite it's it used to be wires, but now you go telephones. to a company and you need to uh, sort out their um, uh, so servers. It, or what, what is it's, it? It's it's always been telephone systems. So if you for corporations, offices where there's a, where there's telephones on desks. There's a system that runs that telephones, right? Which are now digital. Yeah. So these days, it's all virtual. It's all servers. It's all done in the cloud. So there's all this networking aspect to it. I get it now. And then, and then there's so much telephony stuff because people people's telephones are on their laptops, right? Like there's call, like you know that, and people's people have call centers. So there's. There's um, auto attendance menus that people go to. There's automatic queuing. There's announcements. There's groups that answer calls. There's statistics for you know. There's force feeding agents on calls and running reports. And so, do you deal with this from the office remotely, or do you actually go to places as well? I am working from next door, so I'm very fortunate. I don't have to go out. Um, but all that's happening is I'm I'm doing my eight hour day, but I'm having to also log in one hour earlier just to get up to speed and finish two hours later just to make sure oh, I, I don't get found out the day after. So and then it is it is affecting me at the moment because like I, I'm even I'm waking up at four in the morning and I'm just doing work problems in my head. So it's yeah. it's got it's got quite unhealthy and um I, I, and, and I haven't, and it's been interesting for me because I've, I know this about myself. I know, as you guys know stuff, what about yourself that I need to be in a kind of creative space where otherwise if my, if I don't exercise that part of my personality or my character, I get into a very toxic place. And because I've been so occupied with this other part of my brain or this other part of my this thing that isn't that that isn't that creative space that zen space whatever you want to call it um it's it's really giving me this energy of frustration so i'm walking about and just feeling anxious all the time because i'm not exercising it and i had to do a very simple thing like on the weekend because i was helping jan with one of her projects and i was writing a spreadsheet for her but just because it was creative orientated and we were bouncing off just some ideas i was just filling out a spreadsheet but even it lit up that part of my brain and mm. and it just even one hour of it it felt really satisfying to kind of to, to do that so i think it's a very real thing for me like i i i know you guys are you know you guys will understand it it'll probably be silly for you know come across as silly for people who who aren't creatively orientated but yeah so i i need to get out of this fucking job it's 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 as far out as therapy it's it's uh it's like um even this thing i was mentioning to um you know when i need to teach those baselines 
it's why well, it's learning baselines but you know when when you learn uh, some massive you know world well really well known baselines you can't just play them you need to put something into it so you can play them because it's the one of the best bassists in bassists in the world so you need to you need to put some effort into it to make it work so then you can teach the guy in germany and it's uh, it, it's um it's actually really rewarding for me mm. to do this um rather than some other things that, that i sometimes had to do or have to do so it's you know that creative moment or this is not creating music obviously but um i just constantly keep looking uh for different ways how to create which mm -hmm. is uh um, just recently i um, approached through the open mic actually i approached this girl who i think has got one of the most amazing voices i've ever heard in my life and i'm like i don't know what this could be but i'm thinking maybe we could just you know because i can record a lot at home i've got this double mic you know beautiful you know i've got a really good setup for acoustic guitars so I can like I cross I cross the mics in 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 stereo, and it's really full and really rich. I've got a good bedroom sound for some reason. You know, acoustic mm. guitars need a good room more mm -hmm. than well, just like drums, but more than electric. The acoustic guitar needs it just it it plays to every direction, doesn't it? And um, uh, so I, I I approached this girl saying, you know, let's let's record something because I I, I can't I cannot just sit at home and not create something it's it's almost actually actually like you said for me it's almost physically impossible to mm. uh to be quiet it's 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 suicide in my case i can't do it i uh um you know and, and writing songs is cool but it, um, a it doesn't happen every day i'm not that person to grab a guitar you know i don't like yeah you know writing songs it's I need a month break and then then I write seven songs, but then I don't write for two or three weeks, if that makes sense. And mm. also writing songs is like, what did what did you do it for? If if it's not being played live, if if it's not being recorded. So I'm I'm searching for people, I'm searching for people I can work with. And I, I'll equally love when someone gives me a song and I can actually put something on it, or I write a song, whatever, or we write a song together. It doesn't matter. Mm. From this angle, it doesn't really matter. It does not have to be my song, but I have to do it. If I don't do it for more than two or three weeks, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not well enough. Yeah. yeah, well's well's the right word, isn't it? It is well-being. Like m most p human beings, I suppose. We this year is is pushed people into a space of. Uh, uh, a space that is probably furthest away from from their their uh, capability to keep their well being together, um, for for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly with with being creative, you you need to be exercising that that aspect of your character. Otherwise, your your well being is being negatively affected. And that's not an, that's not a statement about indulgence because a lot of the time, creative um, creative aspects of, of human beings is just considered kind of like a self interest thing. Like an artist, if if an artist is to paint or to to to, to sculpt or whatever, just 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 whatever they do, or a songwriter is going to write a song it's seen as a very me thing to do. Maybe even a, it could be perceived mm. as a self-absorbed thing to do, but that th it's, um, and maybe it is, but like it's, it's, it's the doing element that is necessary for an artist. That is necessary for a creative human being to, to create is the thing. It's very, that, very, that's very, very true actually, but it's also, it, it's also, you know, totally. It's it's the the best example of when doing something means more than anything else, because it you can, you know, obviously you probably will get ready for creating that thing. Uh, you can think about it for weeks or months. If you don't do it, 
A, it will never exist, but also if you don't exercise that part of your brain, yeah, it, will, yeah. it will not reach, not the just technical level, it will never reach the creative level that it could have reached if you exercised it every day. And that's yeah. really important. So I'm actually a little bit worried about, um, you know, this situation now because you, um, actually, you know, this is off the record or whatever, but today I made my kids record a couple of songs, set up the computer, set up the, the condenser, and uh, MIDI went, uh, the keyboard went um, into MIDI, into the laptop, and uh, filmed it and recorded it, and we did um, a snowman, so the little one was playing recorder, melody, um, the older one, uh, the Yamaha key, uh, piano, and I just sort of, you know, played some guitar in the background, and uh, then we did... Um, what do you call it? Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, well, this is really amazing. Why can I hear myself suddenly? Yeah, I can I hear you know. twice as well. Uh, no, no, no. I just, I just I can't talk like this with the echo. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, so basically, this is good. Uh, so um, I made them record it and I was a horrible producer. I, I, I was like, I'm not going to push you. You know, this is just for fun, like a like Christmas fun. Five minutes, and I'm like, "What? Well, can you can you fucking just do do it again? Do it again? No, do it again." And but finally, then I pressed record, and they did it twice without a mistake. Just you know, full on first take, but two times both are good. And uh, I thought, you know, this is good because in school they have not been exposed to this normally they do assemblies and concerts and shit and you know playing in front of people they didn't do it really because of covid thought this is no good for uh, for us as human beings let's play so just you know i'm filming i'm recording let's let's make it as good as possible and it really worked i mean we we have a beautiful thing i can send to the you know to their grandparents but also i think they learned a lot they the learned we do it all, all the time, but this time it was different because I thought, you know, it's like a Christmas card or a Christmas yeah, yeah, present yeah. because we're not saying, sending anything yeah. over. So uh, we will send these videos, uh, but it mixed mixed properly in uh, in the computer and everything with reverb. and so. Yeah, that's super nice. It's good to see you guys, by the way, as well, because I, uh, you know, it's uh, you'd, normally, in, I mean, think about it, yeah? Think about life of our parents, grandparents, you, the life you've seen in the movies and read about in the books, the life you've lived since you were 15, 16, 18, 20 or 30. And think about what's happening now. Think about how often you would go out and meet blokes in a pub, friends, mates, whatever, you know, run into things. What the fuck are we doing now? What 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 is this? Um, my grandfather lived through both wars and that must have been well no he was a kid in the first one a very very small kid in the first one but to live through a world war must be worse than this i but much yeah. much much worse than this i think i think i mean but it is fascinating you know even my my grandfather i like i had stories of because he was you know he's a punjabi sikh gentleman and at some point and you know the british raj was still quite a big echo when he was a young man in 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 india and you know the the british british needed needed people to go and fight various wars in various different colonies that they were still trying to run in the middle of the century and he went off he was just away in asia for like 2 years or something and in it's just kind of like yeah, I think so. And no, nobody really knows, but like he, all I know is that it was kind of, there's there's a vague recollection of him when he was married and he just went and joined the army and then he just went away for two years and then thankfully he came back. But it's just like, nobody really know, knows what he did. Maybe he didn't go to war. Maybe he just went to the pub or something, just told everyone he went to the war. But like, yeah, life is, 
this is the this is the biggest this is the biggest um disruptor we've experienced in living memory i suppose oh no no well uh, many many of us but you were saying like uh, you ran away for two years this is another thing people people were used to like well this is before internet though and before mobile phones but you were just like it was okay to be away for three weeks and maybe you rang someone but not always because you didn't have the real tele- and now we're like we're used to me- like if you don't get a message within half an hour you're fucking you're freaking out Imagine someone being away for two years and writing you a letter. <laughs> Fucking hell. What what My, kind of a different life is that? I mean, it's... You know, like, do you, the other day, the other day, I... Where was Jam? Jam went somewhere. No, I dropped Jam at her mum's for an evening. And then I came back in the morning. I woke up. And I think I started cleaning the flat. I just... And then by the time I'd finished hoovering and wiped, just cl- clean the kitchen, kind of hoovered around the place, jumped in the shower. By the time I got out of the shower and got to my phone, there were several missed messages and one, one, one panicked group WhatsApp to the fucking neighbors to check if I'm still alive. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just like, getting in touch with the neighbors to check i haven't died but it, it, yeah it's it's weird sorry Preet. so you you said uh what, what exactly is your family family from then please guide me through it i never asked sorry about it uh my my parents are sikh punjabi so that's punjabis in the north of india yeah. and and Sikhs are the, the guys with the turbans. No, no, I do, I do, I do have a, I do have a few <laughs> friends from the from that area, but it's quite a big area, right? So is it is it yeah. anything any more specific? Or? I think I, the interesting thing that's happening at the moment in terms of, I mean, so the Punjab is north, kind of like the state just below the Himalayas and stuff. Um, which is which right now still is India, right? It, it is, isn't it? It is India. The the territory that was Punjab technically was split during the time of partition when India and uh, when the British kind of split uh, India and made it Pakistan and yeah, yes, and India. So, so your so part was, was from India. Yeah. So so I think my ancestral kind of origins are in modern day India, but a lot of the Punjab was over in Pakistan as well now, but. Um, my my parents yeah so but so the the sikhs were essentially sikhism is relatively new religion and it's uh, okay. it kind of came into existence about 550 years ago I didn't and know it that. was it was established by uh guru nanak dev ji who was essentially he was just born into a uh, uh, hindu family but he kind of just had spiritual revelation i suppose kind of common stories about that you get with many kind of gurus and messiahs and various things but he just kind of had an awakening um when he was a when he was a young man and he started preaching what is now sikhism but sikhism at the time was quite radical socially because in a kind of hindu society where there's hierarchy and there's caste um and there's also uh multiple deity worship Yes. He was basically preaching there's only one God, God. and the, and he was also preaching um, there's no such thing as caste, like everyone everyone is equal. Oh, and cool. he kind of, and spiritually he kind of preached um, you can re- you can reach Nirvana in this lifetime if you, if you meditate. If you it. listen to the nine, no, sorry. I'm just... So, <laughs> if you listen to uh, the 1991 the... records, no, 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 it's just Sorry, cross my mind. Uh, but he's, he, that was that was his thing. So he so at the time he was he was considered radical because he was kind of deconstructing um, Hinduism. Was he? Um, were they were they in trouble because of that back five hundred years ago? I, I get there must have been. There was there was enough of a congregation and following and recognition of him as a spiritual leader that that he 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 amassed a congregation and as a consequence. He was just a preacher. He just used to go around and preach, and 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 he actually travelled on foot to all the way out to Persia and back over his lifetime. Um, 
I think that's true. I could be wrong about uh, that. Five hundred five hundred years ago, it was not Persia anymore. I believe. I believe Persia it? would have stopped. Before, well, I, might, I might be totally wrong, but uh, I, th I think Persia would would be would have been gone a little bit earlier than um, uh, fifteen hundred. Actually. I don't know if you, yeah, I, I actually don't know. Like, as, as a country, because they, they were they were driven out. They actually they had to, uh, uh, you know, leave leave to uh, to India and all that. But I can't remember when. But you, it might be about the same time actually. Yeah. I think um, I think well, he definitely was. He went uh, um, the Arabian lands, and he was out there for a while. But he the the interesting thing about the Sikhism was because. Well, it wasn't called Sikhism when he was when he was just schooling people, but what he did was he's, he 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 was recognised as a guru and and he took the title of of guru, but he passed that guruship on uh, to a successor, and that was actually his son-in-law rather than his kids. So he even even by the act of breaking, he broke the act of dynasty that was common with kind of rule and guruship. He kind of. He, he it was almost like a assignment of the most worthy person for being a guru and then that tradition followed itself to uh, nine other successive gurus so there's 10 recognized Sikh gurus and they were all assigned guruship by the previous guru and that was how it was assigned and um that culminated over the span of 3 200 300 years to to the 170 something when Guru Gobind Singh Ji was the last guru. And by that time, it had become quite a political army because they were fighting the, the Mughals who were, who were basically had taken the Raj of India. And Guru Gobind Singh Ji, actually from the time of the fifth guru to, the, to Guru Gobind Singh Ji, there were wars and the Sikhs were known for just being really good at fighting. And they actually fought the Mughals out of India. So the Sikhs had the Raj at the time when Guru Gobind Singh Ji, the last guru, announced there's no more, there's not going to be any more living gurus. The guru is now the book because that was compiled. Oh, That's okay. the compiled works of uh, spiritual teachings by all the gurus. Um, in their time, so it, that's another interesting thing I find about Sikhism is the actual book. That's the Bible of Sikhism was written by the hands of the gurus and it's it's genuinely documented like rather it's, it's, than rather than yeah by um uh, yes i i get it yeah so it's also very interesting what you said that uh, it, it wouldn't he wouldn't pass it to um his bloodline as mm. you do in uh, uh right now in england in yeah what, what, you do that in monarchy in, uh, in, in a monarchy yeah uh, it's quite interesting that it, it sounds more like um Choosing the right person f for a reason, which which makes quite much more sense than the fucking bloodline, because because bloodline is nothing, isn't it? It's just it, it can yeah. go wrong easily. So, and it makes me, I, I, and especially when it comes to something as as like being a spiritual leader, you you you'd want there to be that kind of element to it, right? Because, um, I don't know. It's it's it. it obviously, everyone feels differently about spiritual matters, so. It's, of course, yeah. But yeah, the idea that if someone's giving you guidance, um, humanitarian guidance, that there would be a sense of it should be someone with some worthiness to them. So therefore... Do, do you exercise that religion or do you know how to <laughs> do that? I don't think anyone... Um, were, you I, born, were you born in I England? Were you, were, yeah. were you born in England? And yeah, your parents? So I, my parents were born in India, and they they actually. When they did they come? Uh, they came in 1970, and so they emigrated uh, via Kenya. So, they actually so, grew up in Kenya in Nairobi um, a lot of their lives. They married there, and then they came over in 1970. Oh, how long have they spent in Kenya? Sorry, it's very interesting. Yeah, my mum and mum and dad were kind of. Um, young teens respectively when they when they moved to kenya from india uh, with um, their parents from with their with their parents what yeah. was the reason again um british colonialism like the the brits were Brit, the british were were still conducting 
their colonialism in a structured manner. There was a there was lots of building and infrastructure that needed to be pumped out in various different colonies, and you know Kenya was a colonial territory. India was a ex colonial ter- or colonial territory, and and British passports were easy to dish out when they needed migrant workforces. So my cool. grandparents obviously respectively went out and, and got work and settled out there and life was good. And both my mum and dad really have got fond, idyllic memories of growing up in Kenya as kind oh, of really? late teens. Yeah. Until the point that they married and, and then it was, and then I think my dad was, uh, he was a bank clerk. So he, he there, and then again, it was still the kind of hangover of, British passports being available, then it was it was easy for them to get get to England at that time. So, uh, so sorry, what was the reason again then to move to England? I think they just just economic opportunities, like and and um, my dad would would have had a chance to to come to England and and get a job as a bank clerk here. And... Yes, uh, so you will not like this. It's totally it's totally not not cool, but it's it's very very similar to uh, Freddie Mercury's. Um, uh, family story actually yeah apart from uh, apart from that he actually went because uh, you know he was born in africa in zanzibar y- yeah zanzibar so his so, so his yeah his parents were from Persia of uh, were Persians. yeah, yeah Persians. Yeah. Uh, pr- Pars- Pars- well? parsi yeah sorry parsi sorry sorry about it and I think well so. but they but they they were probably in your area in in in, in, in punjab i'm not sure and then they got a job in Zanzibar, but then they sent Freddie back, uh, Freddie to a boarding school back to India, which was fucking miles away. So he never saw his parents for long. And then there he played the piano and all that. Sorry, I was a big fan of, um, when I was a kid. And then um, and then they had to run from Zanzibar because of the uh, the civil war. Mm. And then it became something else. So they, went, they ended up in... Um, What's the place? It's near Hanslow, actually. Um, come on, oh, help me. Hanwell, Richmond, kind of. Uh, no, no, Heiserworth. no. Oh, come on. I will, I will remember. Anyway, and then they lost. Actually, they lost the um, the social adva- you know, advantages they had in Zanzibar. Yeah. Uh, through the government work, they lost totally uh, in England. So he was actually working at the, you know, um, uh, Heathrow Airport and all that, but uh, uh, it was, it was, it was the India to Africa to England uh, route. Yeah, uh, which is uh, which is which is interesting. Yeah, it's really. Uh, but you 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 you, ne- you never in- so. you never you never investigated in because I was I was going to I was we me and my wife we tried to find out because you know you could be i could be i could be a, a hungarian jew or whatever you know what i mean it's, you never know yeah. but we wanted to find out but we came to this massive building called the archive in, in in bratislava but they said you know unfortunately before uh well before the 20th century all the documents are in hungary because it wasn't slovakia it was, it was the uh, austro-hungarian empire yeah. So they didn't didn't really keep it in in, in the region of Slovakia. So, but we are definitely Slavs. We are definitely you know the Slavonic, uh, nay you know tribe descendants in in, in some way, which mm. I, I invest investigated in because it's interesting because we came from Asia anyway because ev- everyone did okay. at some point in Europe. But the Slavs, the Slavonic tribes, moved to roughly to if you, if you roughly know the uh, the map of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, like continental Europe, uh, there's a big river called the Danube, and it goes from mm. Germany through Austria through Slovakia to Hungary to uh, Romania and Bulgaria and to the Black Sea. Okay, so uh, that's like it's a massive river, yeah. and. Um, when when the tribes came from um, uh, came from Asia, they ended up in a let's say this region is somewhere between Eastern Slovakia, Poland, 
a bit of bit of Hungary, somewhere here in in the it's actually in the middle of Europe, right in the middle of Europe. There's a stone in Slovakia. I played the gig, like actually having my foot on that stone, and the stone says the uh, this uh, middle of uh, Europe. It's actually wow. the cent center point of Europe. Mm. But when you Google it, few other countries claim the center point of Europe, depending on how you measure it. But one of them is, so we are called Eastern Europe, but actually it's it's really central because Mm. then there's also Ukraine and part of Russia, which belong to Europe, but which are east of us. So this is actually right in the center of Europe. And um, so, so the tribes, when they came, the best region was by the river Danube, which is a massive river. So, the you know when you when the archaeologists uh, found uh, the first you know uh, little sculptures and, and bones and bloody blah, blah, it was by this river, which is uh, quite near our region. But we all ca- came from Asia. But the Slavonic tribes settled there because you can tell by the languages. Because you know, I can roughly roughly understand Polish. I can roughly understand Ukrainian. I can totally understand Czech. I can understand Croatian, uh, Slovenian, and Serbian just a little bit. But mm-hmm. you, I can catch a few. You know, I can catch a few words where the other other tribes would have different. Um, like Hungary would be related to Finland mm-hmm. and Germans would be related to uh, Austrians and then Spanish to Portuguese, of course. And all that. It's interesting. It's really, it's re- I, I, I'm totally into, into this. I'm not into like, well, the, the, the world is right now divided like this. Do I mm-hmm. care? Well, n- n- not so much. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's politics, isn't it? But I mean, this big story about the instrument Every fucking stringed instrument of a decent kind comes from India, by the way. I researched this. I had I had a big, you know, I, I wrote about this in, in school. Uh, we probably all come from Africa anyway, when it comes to what we know as far as the, mm-hmm. the oldest, uh, you know, um, skeletons found in, in the world. But creating instruments, every single instrument that has got strings on it, you can, you can track down to India. Well, what now is India? It wasn't back then, was it? But it's um, really cool. I love you- it. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love hearing origin st- stuff as well. And I'm really glad of my. I'm. I was born here and raised here, but I had enough racism and othering, being brown, growing up in eighties Britain here, that I've, I. I'm very glad of having to have done all the all the empathy work um to kind of understand how stupid nationalism and all that kind of shit is and 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 um how stupid the idea of um um biases and prejudices against people and making them other is like I, I I genuinely think there is a hierarchy of enlightenment, and you just you if you if you think there is an issue with immigrants or others, I think you just haven't done enough real thinking. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it's true. And um, and the other like and that part of the, and the other aspect of it is I fucking love London because of that. Like I you know like. There's millions of re- reasons I love London, but one of the biggest one is just everyone's fucking here. And I love it. I love seeing everyone. I love seeing what they're doing. I love seeing little communities. I love all those little communities. I love going into South London and I'm in a night, you know, I mean, I can see barbershops, you know, full of black guys and, and, and then, you know, I'm, go up to you know kind of finchley golders green and there's like acidic jews walking around i love that i love that they've settled there i love that they've all congregated there it's i i fucking love it i'm fascinated by it all and i think it's i think london's better because of it you know i think the world is better like it i I, I totally agree man i i um that's one of my favorite things actually and uh uh 
uh, including the food. I mean, imagine yes. if like the food was all the same. It's like so fucking boring. For us, it's probably even. It, it it makes even more sense. Oh, let's say it could be easier for us because we are musicians. In my life, I I can't even remember who I played with, and also you don't even like you don't even. But but also you know when when you play in a band like uh, say the last band I was in where the main guy was English like you, but his parents were from uh, so Simba his parents were from uh, Zimbabwe and uh, and uh, South Africa. Black guy with dreadlocks. The bassist was from Brazil, and uh, sorry, the ba- yeah the the new bassist was from Brazil. The old one from Ireland. The drummer was French before that English doesn't matter. But when you do this, you 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 meet people who um, a they bring something, but actually they you meet them because they they love the same shit anyway. So it's sort of it just totally doesn't make it wouldn't make sense for us in any way to even think about things like nationalism. Like what 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 is what is it got? It hasn't got anything to do with life at all. Was it? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even the, the context that you're talking about, what has that got to do with if someone can keep a good groove? Like it's got <laughs> fuck all to do with it, you know? 